You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Good morning, everybody. This is Mark Cook hosting this morning in place for Pastor Dan. Welcome to Morning Breath, the drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We're so glad that you guys have joined us on this Wednesday, February 3rd. It is a beautiful day in Florida. Uh, no place uh, I think that I'd rather be in winter than Florida, probably. Yeah. It's way, way better than other places that yeah. you can be in winter. Um, and so we are doing Morning Breath this morning, and I'm doing it with my favorite co-host, my wife, Miss Angela. Hi. How are you? Good. Mama Ange. Oh, oh I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Ange Cook, so glad you're with us. Um, so glad you guys are joining us today. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3 in just a few minutes. We are a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day, like I said, and so we want you to be able to join us. You can know where we are and where we've been if you uh, if you jump on to our different sources yeah. of information. Go to the East Coast app or eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, and Morning Breath episodes. You can also find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Or you can go old school and actually make a phone call, hmm. 321-452-1060, and we will email you, wow, email, and mail you with more information about East Coast. People don't like to talk on the phone anymore. I wish they would. I prefer. I do too. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's, that's not 100% true. A text is fine for me. A phone call or a text is fine. Sure. Um, but phone call phone calls are more you personal. You don't like texts. I don't mind. It depends on what's going on. I wish people would talk more. I think that's the point. Sure. But sometimes if it's just a quick question, you don't have to have a 20-minute phone conversation either. So it's always finding that balance. So what's going on around here? Well, we got baptisms coming up uh, this Saturday and Sunday for our weekend services. It's baptism weekend. So make sure you go to our events page, eccc.us slash events. You can sign up and uh, get bab- to get baptized there. There's more information. You know, let, If you're getting baptized, you made a decision for Christ, and, and you're going to go and, and make that public declaration, man, let your friends and family know, you know, and they can come and, and support you and, and see what that looks like. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great time. People always get really excited on uh, baptism weekends. There's, it's just a great thing to watch people make that commitment. So uh, we want to let you know that that's out there. We also got Super Surf Sunday coming up February 7th. Um, so we're your favorite sports jersey, and we're going to be talking about serving and getting connected to the local church, jumping on a team and, uh, and being part of something bigger. And Is so, that Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, but I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Oh, oops. Oh, yeah, it's like, what is like, it? It's a trademark. Oh, they'll have to bleep yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows me might be like, why'd they bleep Angela out? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening at East Coast Christian Center. Super serve Sunday. Super serve. Yes, super serve. <laughs> so uh, we're going to jump right into Proverbs chapter 3. We got 30 35 verses. I'm going to read out of the New King James. What are you reading? I'm actually going to use the... Passion Translation today. That'll be cool. Yeah, I have. I've been reading that for several things. Um, just recently, um, the New Testament and the Psalms and Proverbs. It's just good. Okay. So I'm going to read out of that one. Are you? Do you want to read the first half or the second? I half? will read the first half because it. We're really familiar with Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And this says it just a little differently. Okay. And so I wanted to read it that way. Um, and then later we can go back to the original. Um, translation of how it sounds and kind of probably springboard off of that most likely. There's a break right after verse 18, so it's slightly more than half. You want to read through 18 and I'll take from 19? All right. Then I say unto you in morning breath fashion, read, ma'am. Thank you. Proverbs 3. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I have taught you. 
Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go and be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with the truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all, for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. My child, when the Lord speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you, for the Father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Even when it seems like his correction is harsh, it is still better than any father on earth gives to his child. Those who find true wisdom obtain the tools for understanding the proper way to live, for they will have a fountain of blessing pouring into their lives to gain the riches of wisdom is far greater than gaining the wealth of the world. Verse 14. As wisdom increases, a great treasure is imparted greater than many bars of refined gold. It is a more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones, for there is nothing you desire that could compare to her. Wisdom extends to you long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness and her words release both law and mercy. The ways of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you into a place of wholeness. Seeking for her brings the discovery of untold blessings, for she is the healing tree of life to those who taste her fruits. Verse 19 in the New King James, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence, and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Do not strive with a man without cause, if he has done you no harm. Do not envy the oppressor, and choose none of his ways, for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Amen. Amen. So you said that you amen, really liked amen. the way some things were worded in that Passion Translation. Yeah. Go ahead. I and mean, it's just fun. On that some bit. of the stuff. Why would you hold a grudge? Verse 29. Why would you hold a grudge in your heart toward your neighbor who lives right next door? And why would you quarrel with those who have done nothing wrong to you? Is that a chip on your shoulder? Don't act like those bullies or learn their ways. Every violent thug is despised by the Lord, but every tender lover finds friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. Mm. It just says it in a way that's, yeah. it's just so, uh, it's supposed to be poetic. Okay. The idea is that it's poetic. And so that just, you know, when you've read, like I was telling you this morning, I've read Proverbs a day. So there's 31 Proverbs, so you literally can read a proverb a day. If you're looking for somewhere to start with reading the Bible, that makes sense and you can remember 
Um, do that. Mm-hmm. A proverb a day um, makes the enemy flee away. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. No, but I've been doing that for so many years. Like I can't even, I can't even really remember. I probably since I was 12, you know, just every day reading a proverb a day. And obviously, you know, give or take a few days here and there where I haven't. But um, so reading it in a fresh translation is kind of fun. Yeah, I can understand Bring some things to light. Yeah, so give me an example of something that you felt like brought came to light the way you were reading it. Um, like I know you liked how it talked about where it says trust in the Lord and all your with all your heart yes. and on your own understanding. Like you, so, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you, and He will lead you in every decision you make. So I'll read that in the New King James. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Yes. Okay. And so I just like the way it talks about decisions, mm. and I think as you live life, you realize you come. I think every the biggest question in everybody's mind is always, what is God's will? What does God want me to do here? God, what should I do here? Um, and I think a lot of times we make decisions, we make some decisions without even thinking. We decide what to put on our body in the morning when we wake up and have to leave the house. You know, what am I going to wear today? Um, some make better decisions in that situation than others. <laughs> Today, I did not make the greatest decision. No, um, I didn't. I caught, a, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> I just made a quick decision. But those little things. We make lots of little decisions every day, day in and day out. But for some reason, when it comes to big decisions, we immediately like, oh, God, what am I supposed to do? And there was a time in our life when we actually had a vehicle blow up unexpectedly, didn't, you know, that really stinks when stuff like that happens. And it wasn't a very old vehicle and we have four kids. And so of course we're faced with this decision. God, what the heck are we supposed to do? Because that's a huge, um, it wasn't something simple. It was the transmission, I think. The engine lost compression. So it was done. It was done. Toast. We could have gotten a new one put in, but the amount of money, either way, we were going to be out cash. Well, it just happened that you got a commission that same week. Yeah, back when Hello. I was back when this was back when I was in the, working in sales in a different state. So wrong on so many levels. <laughs> and so anyway, we were just so excited about that commission and all the things we were going to I think be able to get out of debt because of that and um anyway, I just was it was impressed on me that day. I am with you in the decisions you make. So just make a decision because you have to make a decision because we were really kind of, I wouldn't say lamenting, but it really was a stressful decision to have to make. We were 800 miles from home. Oh yes, that's right. We didn't live here at the time. (laughs) Yeah. We were here on a Christmas vacation, but we lived in Tennessee. And so we we had to get home (laughs) with our family and we had no vehicle. That's right. There were so many elements to making that decision. And so when I read a verse like that, the word decision just jumps off the page to me um, because that was a, to me, it was a defining day where God just said, listen, I trust you to make good decisions. And I think too many times we don't trust ourselves to make good decisions when we really know what we need to do. And that is that's not us leading trusting in our trusting in our own wisdom. There might be that going on with people, but there has to come a point in your walk with Jesus and I think this whole this whole entire um, chapter starts to lead up that with that. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go and be faithful to all that you've been taught. You will have a full rewarding life. Let your life be shaped by integrity. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. And then, so making decisions, he's telling us up to that point, like, 
If you are doing what you know is right, if you are following the word of the Lord, if you are close to Jesus, because then verse six in this translation says, become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. And so I think that's part of the thing we deal with is we really aren't intimate with God. We're not intimate to where we know the the Father and we know Jesus and we know they're in us and we abide in that vine. We're too busy trying to figure things out on our own. And really all you have to do is look right in the word. And he's telling us, be intimate with me and I'll be with you whatever with with you and whatever you do. Um, I listened to a message this weekend by another pastor at another church in the area and um and he just said something about he was talking about the prodigal's father. And how at the very end of that story, um, the father says, You are always with me and everything I have is yours. And in though in that moment, he was talking to his son who wasn't okay with forgiving the other son. He's like, "Why are you so upset? You you've always been with me, and you have everything that is mine. It's all yours." And I just feel like that's the father's heart towards us. Also, um, the next verse says, "Don't think for a moment that you know it all." Mm. And that story with the prodigal son, that prodigal, the son that wasn't the prodigal, who stayed with his father, who didn't leave and squander all his money. I have a feeling he probably thought he knew it all. And and at that point when that other son came home and was clearly living a life of, you know, whatever, horrible life, he was probably pretty ticked. We, we know he was. He was pretty upset. And so um, don't think for a moment that we know it all because God still has his arms open to everyone going, you're right here with me. Everything I have is yours. And the decisions we make are his. Like we can be, we can have confidence that we will make good decisions if we know we're close to him. Yeah, I see. Yeah, so you're saying that as if we know that we're seeking his face and we know that we're desiring his ways and and we're we're diligent about that, then we can have an expectation that when we when we face a decision that we're going to hear his voice is really what it kind of boils down to. Like sometimes you can get stuck in agonizing about what the right thing to do is and and knowing what his voice sounds like. And so I think that also means that it is important to be in the Word, just like, you know, if you're listening to Morning Breath right now, you've read your chapter, that's a good habit to be in, because getting the Word in you is what helps you to understand what the voice of God sounds like, so that when you do have to face that decision, because you know what, there are times when you're trying to make a decision, and you just can't quite tell. Um, there are other times when I think, and I and I, I suspect that this is more often than not, maybe that we're willing to admit, we know what we're supposed to do but what we're supposed to do doesn't seem like what we really want to do, um, and right. so we kind of fight against that. Yes. Um, and, and that's that's where we come back to um, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, because there's something I, I can think of many times um, where I've made a decision, where I've sensed that it wasn't the right decision, and I leaned on my own understanding, and sure enough, that was not the right decision. But I knew, like I knew before I right. did it, right? I sensed it, but I went against it because I, if I'm going to be honest, I was leaning on my own understanding. I was like, well, this is what I understand, so I'm going to do this anyway. And the Lord is saying, what, trust me, because you're not always going to understand. In fact, very often, we're not going to understand what he's accomplishing until we take the step of faith that says, Lord, I don't fully understand this, but I can sense that this is what you're leading me to do. I'm going to do it. We do it, and it unfolds, and then we go, oh, okay, right. that was amazing, Lord. And and But we, wouldn't, we weren't going to see that beforehand, and that's why we can't lean 
on our own understanding. And, and I think that goes, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this, not only with decisions that we make about maybe, you know, financial decisions and things like that, but how we're, this, this chapter has a lot to do with a lot to say about how we interact with each other. You know, how are we interacting with each other? How are you interacting with your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? You know, that goes back to what Jesus said when he said, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And the next question was, well, who's my neighbor? They, you know, we wanted to find a way to get out of it. He talks about, mm-hmm. the, you know, the neighbor that you dwell near. Um, it could be the one right next door to you, but it could also just be, the, you know, someone that is, lives in your area or whatever. Your, your neighbor is the people that we're called to love, which is really everyone. And so um, if we're relying on our own understanding, we're going to find reasons potentially to dislike someone. Um, maybe they didn't do that perfectly. Maybe they, they, we didn't like the way they looked at us. Maybe we don't like their background or there's all different reasons that we can come up with that we don't maybe like our neighbor. Um, but if we lean on our own understanding, that's, that's the wrong direction to go. But if we trust in the Lord and acknowledge him, then his heart is going to come through with how we treat people, how we relate to people, how we think about people, and we're going to be able to love them the way he wants to love them, and that's an understanding that will unfold as we do it, regardless of how maybe our flesh is leading us to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, as you begin to love that person, um, you might look at that person and be like, I don't like that person. I don't like who they are. I don't like what they represent, whatever. But if the Lord is saying, you know what, you need to love that person, and you and you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to love that person, and I'm going to find a way to demonstrate that love, then there's an opportunity for true understanding to unfold. And I just think that's so important. Yeah, well, in, in this translation too, verse 32, um, the second part of it, talking about when right before that it's talking about loving your neighbor, not quarreling with those who've done nothing wrong. And then it says, every tender lover finds friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. Mm. And when you think about it, the next verse, verse 33, but godly lovers walk under a stream of his blessing for they seek to do what is right. Um, But God's grace and favor flow to the meek. Glory and honor rest upon the wise. So it's going back and forth here in this part of the chapter to um, love your neighbor don't act like the thugs because this is what happens. You, it, it all boils down to the intimacy with God, um, being a lover, having his blessings, um, being wise, having his grace and favor. Like when you consider the alternative, what is the, why, you know, why, and we live under the, we live under grace. So yeah. at any moment there's forgiveness for our sin. There's forgiveness for those, per, that, that attitude, there's those um, ugly ways. But, why even? Why not just walk in His grace and favor because you're treating people right properly? Yeah. Why have to? Why have to yeah. go the wrong way first and then get and yeah. then have to get corrected? But that, that yeah. goes back to don't think you know everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of times the reason we struggle with people is because we think we know better. Yeah. And that's really that truly is probably the biggest issue you have with people. Well, I think I know better in this situation. I can think of a certain situation right now in our very own neighborhood life. <laughs> where I think I know better about something about my neighbor and it bothers me because it does kind of affect us a little bit. <laughs> and But I look at them and I think, you know what, though? They don't think anything of that situation. Like that's not on their radar the way it's on mine. And I could be angry with them and frustrated with them because I think I know how they should be with their certain animals <laughs> a certain way. But I that's not my place. Yeah. So... 
I love, I just love the idea of, you know, where he says he gives grace to the humble. And I think if we were to really boil down what we're talking about right now, it's having humility. Um, when we think we know better for everybody else, and, and also what that leads to is if I think I know better, then I'm going to, I'm also going to probably take the liberty of assuming what you're thinking. Right. You did that yes. because this. Yes. Well, you don't really know that, you know, and I can't say that to you because I don't really know what you were thinking or why, and I don't know where, what sources of pain you might be dealing with in your life. And so if for, for me to assume to know things um, sets me up, it, it's not humble. That's not a humble place to be. And the word, you know, grace abounds to, to the humble people. Um, you know, the Bible says that, we, like you said earlier, Ange, we're, we're under the covenant of grace, that it's unmerited favor uh, from God to men through the finished work of Jesus. It's nothing that I've earned or, or deserved. And so the favor that's on my life is because of Jesus, and it's available to whosoever will. Every single person that I lay eyes on has access to the grace of God um, to, to be showered over their life. And so there's no difference between me and somebody else. And when I start thinking to myself that there's any credit to be given to me, um, yeah. then, then that's where I, you know, I'm already steering the wrong direction. I'm already relying on my own understanding, and I'm already not acknowledging him. Because if I, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. If I acknowledge that you know, any good thing in my life is because of his unmerited favor in my life, and I understand that that's available to anyone who wants to receive it, then I, I don't take credit for things. I don't get humble. I don't get self-righteous. It's self-righteousness, I think, that drives a lot of this. When we think we know better, that's self-righteousness. Mm. That's righteousness that we're uh, trying to accrue for ourselves and, and, and trying to say, you know, I have this right. And man, self-righteousness is never going to produce the kingdom of God because it's not a real righteousness. Real righteousness is a gift. It's a gift that came through the finished work of Jesus. And when we receive that grace, more and more, that humility will allow us to understand that. And from that, we're able to love other people. Yeah. Um, I appreciate um, the Lord working working <laughs> in me uh, because I don't want to act like I've, I've, you know, I've made dumb decisions in life um, and gotten, you know, certain places where I didn't want to be because of my own understanding. And I just don't want to be there. What you said, um, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not unto your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him. So you just said the thing about acknowledging him and all everything I do, I need to acknowledge him. I need to acknowledge him in the work he's done in my life. Well, that means we need to acknowledge him in the work he has done in other people's lives yes. and will do in other people's lives. Um, when we see that person, um, I, I can't remember where I wrote this, probably in a blog. Um, just we have a great friend, Pastor Jason, who that dude calls out the gold and everybody like to the point where you're like, what did he just say to that person? I heard him tell a guy, you have, you are an heir to the father and a, I don't know, something to all his gold. And I thought, look at that dude. But he always called the gold out in people. He was always acknowledging God in other people. And I just was so inspired by that because it not many people not many people do that. Yeah. Um, they might think it after the fact or they may give it some time after they've already judged the person, like, oh, that was probably harsh. Jason just calls it like it isn't yeah. right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something to be said about treating people like that because we we don't even when you've lived a life like I'm 30 years plus into my walk with Jesus since I've gotten saved. Yeah. And I just look back at that and I think if people knew where I came from, wow. Sure. They don't know that, though. And yeah. so anyway, yeah. Well, that's a great point. A lot of times we look at people, even who are walking with the Lord, and we make some assumptions 
they don't know what my life's like. Look at their, you know, their life looks like this to me. I call it reverse judgment. You're, <laughs> you're leaning on your own understanding. Yeah. You're making an assumption about what God's brought them to and where he's brought them from. And true grace, you know, is open to being able to say that person maybe has a really rough background and look what God's done in them wow. and he can do, he can it, do it in, in me. me. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, think about that. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to read this passage here from uh, verse 13 through verse 18 in the New King James. It says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare 
with her. Again, her is wisdom. So uh, continuing, length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Mm -hmm. So just look at all the things that it says here. When you find wisdom, which comes from the Lord, and I want to remind you that it says in uh, 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 30, that Jesus Christ has made unto us wisdom. And so when we talk about wisdom under the old covenant here, like in Proverbs, we put a new covenant framework on it, and we realize that this is Jesus, all right? So happy is the man who finds Jesus, mm. all right, and gains understanding. Um, so wisdom, the proceeds, are, the proceeds are better than wealth. They bring, look, it says, length of days. Do you want to live a long life? Jesus is the source of that. He is the, he is the source of wisdom. In her left hand is riches and honor. All the supply that you need is in the kingdom of God, and he will make sure that you have it. Her ways are pleasantness and her paths are peace. Do you want pleasantness and peace in your life? Do we want to live with strife or do we want to have pleasantness and peace? Man, I know it would be so healthy if we had pleasantness and peace. And it starts right here in the house of God and with the family of God. It is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. Man, just dwell on that today and go in peace. Amen. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.